what are we consuming ourselves in? What what do we love? Mm. Yeah, what do we t- want to tell people about yeah. first and foremost when we meet them? Mm. Exactly, that's a good point. You know what what's what is it? Where our heart is, that's where our treasure will be. Also, yeah. you know, and what's our heart fixated on? What's our heart full of? What out of out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks, right. and so. You know that whatever our heart is full of, that's what's going to come out. And all, if all we're telling people about is the latest conspiracy theory that we're into, or the latest thing that we've discovered in our research that has little to do with God, mm. then you know we're getting drawn away from God. We're getting off mission. Welcome to the Hacker Podcast. My name is Greg Hackathorn. Stefan is not with us today as he is still overseas, but we are joined by Ben Finn. He's the assistant pastor of the Pentecostals of Sydney, and we shared his story on episode 29. If you want to check that out, we're not going to go into his story today. We're just going to be talking about a specific topic that we actually planned to talk about last time you were on. We we had put that down in the notes to talk about, but uh, the conversation developed in such a way that we didn't quite get to it and we thought maybe this would be good for a standalone episode so got you back on the podcast to talk about this subject and today we're going to be talking about conspiracy theories what they are while why they're appealing and how we should respond to them as christians but before we get to that i want to share a recent five-star review with you all this is from the best of the best all one word, on Apple Podcasts in Australia. And they said, encouraging, great content coming out of Australia. Really appreciate the style and ease of following along and being encouraged by the Word of God. I want to thank you for that review, for taking the time to share that with us. We actually continue to be in the top 100 of the Christian podcasts in Australia. That may not mean much to you, but that means a lot to me to be ranked in the top 100. And and I guess staying in those charts, we're able to be discovered by other people, other Christians in Australia who might be looking for a podcast. So that's pretty awesome. And, and I'm grateful for all of you who have taken the time to rate and review the show. It really is making a difference. We're reaching more and more people. The audience continues to grow. And if you haven't yet rated or reviewed, you should ask yourself, why not? Why haven't I rated or reviewed the Hacker Podcast? I listen to every episode. I should go ahead and review it right even our guest today he even put a review and it was uh he he put it under a pseudonym i don't know what was what was your apple podcast name oh, Do you that's remember? a secret uh <laughs> pseudonym <laughs> i have to figure that one out but he even jumped jumped on board so if ben finn can jump on board i think any of you can but uh we're appreciative to anyone who takes the time to go ahead and do that and uh it really does help us in making this podcast grow. Well, that's enough of that. Let's uh, go ahead and dive into this subject here today. So we wanted to come, have you come back on to talk about conspiracy theories. And uh, the idea kind of came from thinking about why is it that people tend to fall for conspiracy theories? What are they? If you wouldn't mind, you're the expert here today. <laughs> At least Apparently. for the podcast, you're the expert. <laughs> My PhD in conspiracy <laughs> theories. Uh, would you mind sharing with us uh, what are conspiracy theories and um, and why is it that we tend to 
some some people tend to fall into these. Yeah, I guess it's a theory that is formulated by someone or a group of people, which is what a conspiracy is. A conspiracy is a group of people getting together. But um, it's a theory that centres around an idea that a group of people are getting together or conspiring to somehow or do something or to keep something secret or keep something hidden uh. or keep something misreported, you know, or to you know, give out misinformation perhaps mm. um, for their own purposes, for, right. for some purpose. Um, that's what you, you, you're told about a situation is in fact untrue and there's a conspiracy working you know, behind the scenes mm. to cover up the, the truth yeah. behind that story. You know, and I, I guess, you know, there's all different kinds of conspiracy theories. I remember when I was a kid, there was a, a famous conspiracy theory doing the rounds of Barella Public School and I'm sure other public schools around this Sydney. So this was a conspiracy theory that the shakes at McDonald's or Macca's, as we call it in Australia, the thick shakes there were made from pig fat. <laughs> no. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> and uh, I think I actually heard that one. Yeah, talking about Macca's ice cream. Not yeah. necessarily thick shakes per se, but I, I believe in the States, yeah. Uh, it was going around that the ice cream was just a whole bunch of pig fat. <laughs> pig fat, which which sounds disgusting. Oh, of course, yeah. To a child, perhaps. To me, it doesn't sound too bad. Oh, uh, yeah? yeah crackling. Crackling, <laughs> pork bellies, bacon. Yeah, my wife loves crackling. Yeah. But... Um, the idea is kind of shot down when you think about, okay, what's McDonald's, you know, main purpose is to make money. Yeah. And when the price of pork bellies is uh, remarkably <laughs> higher than the price of milk <laughs> and dairy, it just doesn't make economic sense for Maccas to <laughs> no. subvertly, you know, swap out the dairy in uh. their shakes or their ice creams for uh, pig fat. It, it makes mm. no sense. And I guess that's really, you know, where you need to – question some of these theories sometimes is to ask those questions okay what who's benefiting from this mm. if it is true what would be the reason right and if it doesn't stack up then you know sometimes these theories are just that theories and many times just with a little bit of investigation these things tend to fall apart a bit yeah exactly yeah. so what are some other famous conspiracy theories that people might I've heard of. Yeah, well, obviously the moon landing being faked. That's yes, a that's a big one. one. Yeah. Um, there's no wind it. on the moon, right? That's right. There's no wind on the moon. Don't worry about the fact that they used wax to, <laughs> you know, they thought this thing through. It, it wasn't moving the well, they flag. Had to, they had to make sure that the aliens saw that it was the United States. That that's right. First, exactly. Right? But um, 60 or 70%, I read a stat uh, recently about how many people in Russia believe it was faked and it, you know it's most russians believe yeah. it was faked but that, yet, was, that was government pushed right didn't they push it and yet who would if anyone could expose that the moon landing landing was faked wouldn't it have been the soviets <laughs> yeah because they were the closest to <laughs> they were the closest there. There. yeah, yeah so if they had irrefutable evidence that it was faked then surely they would have released it and if anyone would have known it would have been them yeah and they had Huge motive to, to make sure that they, they tried to embarrass the United States. Exactly. Yeah, true. And we've got the JFK one. And, mm -hmm. and look, you know, um, 
what's his name, Oliver Stone, you know, made yes. that movie JFK and there's a lot of, you know, people about the second shooter or even more than that. And who knows, you know, you know, you, you read into it and, mm. you know, there's some pretty convincing oh, yeah, arguments yeah. and so That's forth. one of the ones that I'm like, mm, maybe. Yeah, exactly. The, the, <laughs> the bullet that, yeah, that. that kind of took a bit of a bend or Somehow whatever. Hit, uh, what, four different <laughs> <laughs> objects. And, and then... And then there's uh, the nine eleven theories. Mm. These ones, are, those ones, kind of upset me a bit because yeah, they, they tend to dismiss, too. you know, the fact that you know three thousand people died on that yeah. day. You know, yeah. and it's like, at the time, I was on the phone to my mum that night. So it was about ten thirty at night here when it happened, mm. and uh, she'd rang me up and said, "Oh, a, a plane's flown into one of the World Trade Center buildings." Those big buildings in New York. I'm like, yeah. what? Oh, it's the middle of the day there. How did this happen? <laughs> you know? yeah. And and so I turned on the TV and we were both watching it. And I could see as the fire was burning in the building and you know, people falling from the building. Terrible, terrible scenes. But I could see that the concrete was bowing mm. on one side. And it's just like Jenga. You know, obviously, it's just going to fall. It's going to pancake. And I could see that concrete was starting to spit out from that corner as that Rio was starting to bend and give way uh, from the weight of mm. the building above. And I said to my mum, this is going to it's gonna topple over. It's yeah. going to come down. And sure enough, it, it started coming down. And, you know, there obviously there's theories about, you know, uh, charges being in the building and, you know, that yeah, somehow you've timed it so that a plane will get in there and then you set off the charges and it just seems very elaborate. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you just fly a plane into the building <laughs> and let it come down? And, um, you know, what, whatever, whether there were other motives behind mm. it or people behind the scenes, I mean, you know, you could argue Osama bin Laden was just a puppet for somebody and – who wanted to, you know, have this happen and he just gets some keen volunteers to do his bidding and that could be the case, we don't know. But but the whole idea that, you know, kind of dismissing the fact that all these people died and, you know, this was a very real tragedy. Yeah, and I think someone a few years ago should try to show me some of that stuff and saying, oh, I think the US government did it. And I was like, mate, I'm not even sorry. Sorry, that's just one I'm not going to entertain, like, you're trying to tell me that my own government murdered 3,000 of our own civilians. And if it happened, sure, but I'd rather not to. I'd rather not believe that and, and, and entertain that thought in my mind. And maybe part of it is this fact that some people, they're more comfortable with thinking that it is their, the US government or their own government doing it because that actually makes them feel as though their government's more in control. Mm, true, it, that actually, it's scarier yeah. to yeah. think that, they're not in control. That right, in yeah. fact, you know, some go- just random guys with a mission mm. could cause such damage and such uh, chaos. Yeah. So we're talking about conspiracy theories here, and COVID had so many different conspiracy theories. Just, I mean, two years of them. Just crazy. And look, and you know, obviously, you know, the, we, you know, we all had our own ideas and theories, and and and. You know, whether or not, you know, we've sort of come through here now and we're starting to realise, you know, that, you know, Omicron seems to be a bit 
less mm. fatal and you know, less people are dying, although they started changing the way they reported deaths yeah. now yep. just to kind of make sure that the death numbers didn't come down too much. That's right. Um, uh, if you, th- that's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> they actually did change the uh, the reporting. Basically, anyone that's had COVID within an, uh, within six months, yeah, it's it's now a reported death as a COVID death if you've had oh, six wow. months within dying. No way. Um, so it does become a bit of a, you know. I love how you felt the need to look at the camera on that one. <laughs> but. You know, these things, you know, obviously COVID, you know, we know people that have had it. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of, you know, and whatever your thoughts or beliefs are about the, the vaccine. Mm. I remember very early on people were saying, oh, if you get the vaccine, you're going to have all these health problems. You know, most people I know that have had it, they're fine. They're walking around. They're healthy. They're, you know. Just give it time, mate. Just give, give it time. It time just sleeping in there. So, yeah, a, lo- a lot of – and. One of the things, I guess, that kind of compounded that with COVID is obviously we hadn't seen anything like mm. this before. Yeah. The world was so different. People were in shock, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. they'd never seen their society locked down before. Mm. And all of a sudden they had more time yeah. to go oh, on yeah. the internet and YouTube. to YouTube and see all these different theories. And in a vacuum of, of information – People will fill it with other information, whether yes. that's real or not, you yes. know. And sometimes... Or if they feel like the government's lying to them, yeah. or if they feel like the media's lying to them. Like, you know, there's so many different things that cause people to want to believe these things. That's right. And look, the government doesn't always tell us the truth, and neither <laughs> does the right. media. So That's right. And, you know, and sometimes... The media or the government don't know things. Mm. And when they don't know things, you know, all of a sudden people will step up and say they know instead, yeah. you know. Um, we had that COVID and 5G conspiracy theory, I thought. Yes. And th- there was recently there was a lady that was just arrested for trying to burn down a 5G tower. So that, that theory is still going strong in some sectors. Is that sectors. why my Vodafone <laughs> signal has been <laughs> trash the last couple of weeks? Exactly. <laughs> and 5G, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm not getting that. I thought it would be better. Yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> thought it would be much better. <laughs> getting flashbacks to 3G sometimes. Exactly. And then uh, we've got the all the ones that were around about with uh, Will Smith and yes. Chris Rock. You know that famous slap. Um, who knows? You know. Who knows? But you know, Chris Rock looked certainly surprised. He was stunned. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe if it was a conspiracy... He just didn't know. They didn't know. They <laughs> left him out in the cold and didn't tell him about it. Oh, man. Poor guy, honestly. Just telling jokes and gets smacked in front of the world. Exactly. So we've talked a bit about different conspiracies, but um, I think you mentioned a little bit why we tend to believe in these conspiracies or how p- why people are gravitate towards these but if you wouldn't mind expounding on that a little bit why is it that we tend to be drawn to these things rather than the things that you know might be simpler to explain well there is a saying that says if you hear who's don't think zebras what (laughs) so basically if you're in the australian countryside or something and you hear some Hooves coming. Oh, hooves. I thought you said who's, as in H- W-H-O. Oh, no, not who's. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Hooves. 
if you hear hooves, <laughs> don't immediately think zebras. So basically the more obvious answer is more than likely going to be the answer. Not all the time. Obviously there are surprises. <laughs> but humans are often drawn to these kind of theories because they're alluring. They're, yeah. they're, they're secret information that you've discovered, you know, while all the other sheep are believing the lies and mm. it proves you're smarter, you're in on it, you, you're special in some way. And it appeals to people often who feel marginalised. Mm. You know, they're felt on the outside. They're felt like, you know, um, perhaps, you know, I, ha- I haven't had everything that everything everybody else has had in in life and um, all of a sudden here's something that I can be a part of mm. that actually makes me feel like I'm special, I'm important, I know something that others don't know. Sometimes it uh, for people that are less ac- academic perhaps, you know, that all of a sudden, yeah, I was always told I was dumb in school, I always felt like I couldn't keep up with the you know, I failed in my exams and, you know, I was never academic, so I always felt like a bit behind in that regard. Mm. But all of a sudden now I'm smarter. Now I know something. Now I've got some knowledge that the rest of the world doesn't have. And then just with everybody else, you know, it's like gossip. It's the same thing, you know. All of a sudden here's some secret info that you know that yeah, you know before everybody else does. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. Sometimes that can be very, very alluring. And, you know, anyone can fall for it. Right. And where do these normally lead? Because sometimes they're completely harmless, but then sometimes believing these conspiracy theories can lead down a big rabbit hole. That's right, yeah. And, look, I guess before I get into that, I I just want to, you know, make note that, you know, not everything, like we said, not everything the government, I just want to preface that, (laughs) Not everything the government or the media tells us is true. We know that. And and quite often this is, you know, exposed later on. We find out later that, oh, in fact, you know, this was the truth and the government were telling us. Do you feel obligated saying that because you work for the government? Well, look, you know, there is another saying I've heard that says basically conspiracy theories rely on governments being good at keeping secrets (laughs) and being efficient in what they do and... One thing I've realised working in government, we're not very good at keeping secrets, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, we we don't we don't, we don't work like clockwork all the time, you know. So yeah, I I, I tend to say I err on the side of people just being ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you know, and governments, you know, they often give out misinformation for various reasons. You know, they they usually to win elections. Mm. Um, in democratic countries, in other places, it's just to hold on to power. Yeah, uh, and you know, thankfully, we've got you know a certain amount of ac- accountability in place. You know, you've got opposition parties who can counter you know what the the other party is saying. You've got uh, the media who, hopefully, you know, play the role they're supposed to play, mm-hmm. and then you've got the public who they're to adjudicate. And um, you know, in war, you get misinformation, propaganda. In fact, they're really important tools. If you don't have misinformation and propaganda, you could lose the war. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And propaganda helps foster support. Yep. You know, it helps lift morale. Mm-hmm. And it can even provide strategic advantage. Right, yeah. You could fool the, the the other side by giving out misinformation. We're actually seeing a bit of that right now with, with the current war going on in Ukraine. Exactly, and the truth can be hard to see due, through the fog of war. Yeah. You know? And um, this Ukraine-Russia war, you know, 
both sides are trying to win the propaganda war, and I think uh, that's one thing we're seeing is uh, the Ukraine has clearly won the propaganda war, mm. you know. Whether or not, you know, everything they're saying is true or not, that's kind of beside the point. Um, they've got the support not only of their own people, they've got the support of basically the whole world. The whole world, yeah. You know, and how many people Even now are using Ukrainian flags and, you yeah. know, whether... You know, I'm not saying I'm you know, anti-Ukraine or anything like that, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, they've clearly won the war in capturing the hearts and minds. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help Russia, you know, the, the optics aggressive? don't look good with this big country invading a smaller country, yeah. you know, so... Um, I mean, even Coffs Harbour is uh, is backing Ukraine. We were driving through Coffs Harbour just the other day on the way back from Gold Coast on a holiday and there's a Ukrainian flag hanging from... A crosswalk, so, you know. Exactly. But, I mean, you know, when, you know, Afghanistan's a small country and the US invaded that and I didn't see people (laughs) (laughs) putting up (laughs) Taliban flags and going, oh, you know. I mean, clearly a different situation, but, you know, (laughs) some parallels. (laughs) We'll let that one go. (laughs) But, um, yeah, but as you were saying about rabbit holes, you know, so, look, oh. I love a good conspiracy theory. I can be drawn to them. I'm like the next truth seeker, you yeah. know. I see something, oh, wow, that looks interesting. But the fact, like you said before, you know, uh, many conspiracy theories are just that. They're, mm. they're theories and they're completely unproven. They're fanciful fairy tales uh, because the truth was either too boring mm. or the truth was too difficult to accept. Yeah, and Yeah, like the... 2020 election like the 2020 election and who knows maybe you know but but for many people that that whether or not it was true you know what was going on in terms of the you know whether it was rigged or not yeah it's possible it was rigged but i mean voting machines weren't hacked so yeah and and those were like you know the the conspiracy theories that were floating around uh at the end like when when that election took place so but and then the other side had different conspiracy theories at the end of 2016, like Russia exactly, hacked the Russia election, they changed. To, so, and I guess that's the thing is, you know, being able to accept, you know, what's happening. And, mm. and that's the difficulty sometimes is yeah. being able to accept, wow, you know, this can't be, this just cannot be. And um, like I was saying with 9-11, oh, no, we're America, we're too big to fail. Yeah, Surely we did this to ourselves. Mm. You know, so... Sometimes we can be just so enamoured by conspiracy theories that uh, it becomes an addiction. And we get into this frame of mind where we literally believe everything then is a conspiracy. Mm. And so, you know, most people have their own like little pet conspiracy theories. We all do. We, we yeah. all think there's some world event or situation that, you know, that, that everything we've been told isn't true. And yeah. that you know, perhaps there's a variation on the truth that is real, and that's that's normal. Mine's macro evolution. <laughs> macro evolution, exactly. I'm I'm with you on that one. <laughs> but the danger, and what I've seen happen, is a lot of uh, some people will just believe nothing. Yeah. And like every every single news report, like every mass shooting, mm. is like, no, this is a false flag. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. this and that, and it's like. Like people just died, bro. Mm. Like, like, yeah. Where's the empathy? You know, exactly. And, um, you know, and w- why is it out of the realms of possibility for you know somebody to pick up a gun and literally shoot someone? Right. I, 
evil to occur. Yeah, for evil to occur. And um, I know there's even a conspiracy theory about the Martin Bryant shooting in Port Arthur and saying, like, he didn't do it and oh, it was, you know, set up. It was like, literally, I saw the guy on TV walk out of the building and walk back in. But mm. um, And, you know, we're... And, you know, it did bring in gun control. It was one of the triggers, but it wasn't the only thing. I mean, we had the Viking Tavern massacre at Milpera before that, Stratfield Plaza massacre, the Hoddle Street massacre. So we'd had a few mass shootings up to this point. It wasn't like just one thing happened right. and that was it. And it was you just know, the tipping point. Was this the tipping point? And I can get a gun if I want to. Just, mm. I had three guns in my house, or two guns in my house when I was a kid, and I used to do stupid things with those guns and. Mm. I remember chasing a guy down the street with an empty air rifle, and uh, and you know if I, if police were around and saw me doing that, yeah, that could have you know gone horribly wrong. For a real gun, yeah. you know they didn't know I was joking and just trying to scare my mate. Yeah, so you know, um, yeah, like I said, you, we can start to get into this frame of mind where we believe everything is just a conspiracy, nothing's true, and that can become really dangerous. It can start to affect your mental health. Mm. And more importantly, it can rob you of your salvation because it starts to become an idol. Hmm. So, what, is, what does the Bible have to say about this? Because because it does talk to, it does talk on the subject. Yeah, that's it. And there's certain scriptures that obviously we can touch on, but First Timothy four six to seven says, "If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things." Thou shalt be good minister. Uh, shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, mm. and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. So be careful of stories. You know whether yeah. whether there's truth to them or not. You know this is something you need to be aware of and sort of avoid. You know rather. You know, focus on godliness and good doctrine. First Timothy four seven, the in the NIV says, "Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly." So it's about focus. Yeah, that's so good. That that is that's so good because he's he's telling you, don't focus on these things that are not provable, but let's focus on godliness. Let's focus on what really matters: being godly. Exactly, and. Another good verse is uh, Isaiah eight twelve, which says, "Do not call conspiracy everything this people calls a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear." And that's mm. a lot of conspiracy theories. Their foundation is in fear, yeah. and do not dread it. Yeah. And the damage that can become, you know, by consumed, uh, you know, the damage that comes about by con- being consumed by these conspiracy theories, you know, can actually affect your walk with God and we can't underestimate that. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen where uh you can get sucked into something like this and and actually I found myself getting sucked in on the very beginning stages of it. It was um had to do with the election that I that I referred to, the twenty twenty election and and after it happened, you know, I drug on a few days before they actually called who won and uh it just felt like this wasn't legit. Like this guy is so old. <laughs> he's not with it. How how did he get the most votes ever in the history of election? Like even more than Saint Barack Obama. Like uh, somehow he got. And I'm just not computing this, not understanding this. And then all these theories start coming out, and I'm like, oh well, maybe this happened, maybe that happened, maybe this happened. 
and I think it it was a few days, maybe even a week after it happened, maybe even a couple weeks. And I'm just like looking back, I'm like, what am I watching? Like, why am why am I even giving this the time of day? Mm. And finally, I just shut it off. And uh, ultimately, it, it led to what happened on January 6th, uh, you know, two, two months after the election. And it's, it's a bit wild. But yeah, I even saw myself getting sucked into that. And I'm like, no, you know what? This is getting a bit. And then I started thinking about the motives of the people who are putting out this content. Like they're making a lot of money. They're getting a lot of views. And uh, once I started um, taking myself out of it and started thinking about the whole process of what was going on, it's like, yeah, this is not good. And I'm letting it consume my thought, my thought life, you know? Exactly. And that's it. It's like anything, you know, anything that can seem fairly harmless. Mm. What's wrong with that? Being interested in politics, you know, sort of. It's your uh, duty, right? Exactly. Or being concerned about what's happening in a democracy. I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened before, you right. know, and hasn't happened in other countries. So, you know, what what's stopping it from happening there? But if you let it control you, then it can literally destroy you, you know. And you think you're doing God's work one minute. Oh, now I'm doing this because I'm researching for about the end times or something like that. And the next minute, the gospel is the last thing you want to share with people. Mm. All you want to talk about is is what you've been consuming. Exactly. Yeah. And you look at, you know, some of these conspiracy theories, at least from my point of view, some are just plain crazy. Yeah, you know, people might hate me for that. You know, I know a lot of people are very passionate about these conspiracy theories. They're very dear mm. to them, and, you know. And if you know, I start ripping into their conspiracy theory, it's like I'm, they'll take it very personally. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can rip into my conspiracy theories. It's fine. It's yeah. it's just my conspiracy theory. <laughs> Please don't talk about vaccines, okay? I want people to keep listening exactly. To the show. If I got a conspiracy theory, it's really not that important to me. You know, <laughs> like if I'm proven wrong. It's okay. But for some people, this is like their foundation, yeah. you know, and, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And, you know, like I said, some of these, you know, theories, you, the more you look at them, the more they fall apart, just as you said earlier. And, um, you know, one interesting one, one of my favourite ones is the flat earth one. Oh, uh, yes. The flat earth. Yeah, and, you know, look, I've got a cousin who I love. Like my big brother when I was growing up and he's into it and it's mm. all he talks about. Yeah. The gospel of the flat earth. Um, have you ever seen, I think it was one of the Paul brothers, they did a whole thing where they like infiltrated. I think one of the, um, there was like a convention, a flat earth convention or something. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was like a 20 to 30 minute YouTube video and he had like convinced them that he had convinced the world that he was a flat earther, but it was all for this video. <laughs> it's wild. Anyway, don't watch that. That was uh, <laughs> not necessarily the best content out there. Exactly. And and the other key thing is the level of importance that often people place on you know these kind of beliefs. You mm-hmm. know, and and this one in particular, you know, unless you uh, believe that the Earth is flat, then essentially you're lost. Like you're just, wow. you know. You can't be saved. There's something wrong with you. Somehow it connects to even salvation. Really? Wow. I, don't, I don't know. I'm still looking for that scripture. Yeah. Thou must believe the earth is flat also and be baptized and <laughs> be filled with the Holy Ghost. This idea that, you know, 
it's mystifying yeah. that somehow that believing in a flat earth and salvation is intrinsically linked, you know. And, um, you know, I remember a friend showing me uh, a video of clouds that you know, seemed to go behind the sun. And, I was, and it, I've got to admit, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, how am I going to explain this? And I was like thinking, my brain was like going over time. I was like thinking of all the th- important things I could be thinking about. <laughs> and this guy ruins my day by giving me this thing. And then I had a shower the next day. I was looking through the steam at the light. And I noticed that the steam, I could see the steam until it crossed the path of the light. And then I could see the steam again. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. That's what the clouds were doing. They were invisible when they were in front of the sun. Yeah. They weren't going behind the sun. And, uh, and then I thought, okay, how can I prove to myself or someone else that the earth is, a, is round without having to like, literally go on a rocket ship? Or a sphere. Now, one of the main things to me, the easiest ways, is with flight times. Mm. So, what's the motive of airlines, Greg? They want to make money. They want to make money. Yeah. They they didn't set up a airline to go well. We our sole fo- purpose is to fly people around and prove the Earth is round, even though we know it's flat. No, it's flat. Yeah. And. If we look at a flat Earth representation of the world, and I, I don't know if we can get this up on the uh, the post edit or not, but you see that the North Pole is shown at the centre, mm-hmm. and what we know as Antarctica is like this thin strip of ice around the edge of the disc. Oh, uh, yep. So I remember w- one person telling me, "Well, the flat Earth, you know, agrees with the Bible because it talks about the four corners of the the Earth." I'm like, "There's no four corners on this." Flat Earth disc. But anyway, that's another story. And when you see this Flat Earth version of, of the world map, all of a sudden the countries in Northern Europe become really small and close together. Mm. And then countries like Australia, they start to become bigger or, or further apart from things. And you see that the distance from Africa to Australia starts to, and Australia to uh, South America, it becomes really, really f- great, the distance. You kind of yeah. have to go past California now from Australia to get to Chile instead of just mm. going across New Zealand. Or you got to go via China. You got to go over China. Over China to, to get, get to, to Brazil. South Africa. Yeah. That'd be like one of the longest flights. That's right. And But in order to do it short, you've got to go over North America to get to South America. Mm. But when you catch a plane to South America, you don't fly it. The only land you fly over is possibly New Zealand. And it would be really expensive for the airline just to, just for the sake of perpetuating this falsehood that the earth is round, for them to fly these extra kilometres around. And, and for, charge you for less. And charge you for less, that's right. Say, for example, the distance between Perth and Johannesburg is 8,375 kilometres. That's the actual distance. And the non-stop flying time is 10 hours and 45 minutes. So you're flying at about 770 kilometres per hour. Mm. The distance between Perth and London is 19 hours and 45 minutes. So they've just started the one of the longest non-stop flights. Well, they had one between Perth and London with those new Boeings, the, yeah. the Dreamliners. 
Um, so that's 14,498 kilometres, which is about 734 kilometres per hour on average, the distance, uh, the speed of the plane to get there. Right. So on a flat earth model, though, the distance between Perth and Johannesburg in South Africa and Perth and London then becomes about the same. <laughs> no way. And so now you're trying to tell me that airlines who are trying to make a profit yeah, so much so that they'll fly over war-torn countries sometimes yeah. and get shot out of the air, yeah. unfortunately, um, that they will forego making a profit and waste time burning avgas and double the flight time to London just to perpetuate this myth that the earth is round and to try and hide the fact that the earth is flat. Doesn't seem likely. Doesn't seem likely. And the other one is if you actually had that flat disc... And you would, uh, you know, you think about sunlight, right? So, you know, essentially, especially if you're on the equator, there's 12 hours of sunlight, 12 hours of darkness. Days and nights are roughly even. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you start moving further away from the equator. That changes depending on the season, depending on the tilt of the earth. But, you know, on the equator, 12 hours. But if you were to hold a torch and try to imitate the way the sun and daylight would operate on a flat earth model, Right, you're only getting about maybe a third. Like the most of the, the, the disc is going to be in darkness. Yeah. So night's going to be really long, mm. and day should be about six hours. Right. It doesn't work that way, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And the way that the, the North Pole should be in full light all the time because it's getting light from the other fully side. Fully melted. <laughs> yeah, fully melted. Um, so if you try and recreate this model on a flat earth, it doesn't work. Mm. We don't get 12-hour days along the equator. Uh, also, the other one is the way we view the stars and the way the stars travel across the sky. And uh, we can see this in the southern hemisphere. There's stars that we can see there that we can't see in the northern hemisphere and vice versa. If the Earth was flat, though, you'd be able to see all the stars. There shouldn't be any problem. Yeah. And that's the main problem with the flat Earth model. It's full of inconsistencies and all these unexplained observations. And But doesn't the Bible say that the Earth is flat? That's right, exactly. I mean, we could go and do the stick shadow experiment <laughs> that was done by uh, Erastothenes in uh, Alexandria in 240 BC. Um, but... In Isaiah 40, verse 22, it says that it is he that sits on the circle of the earth or the curvature of the earth. And also we see here that the, the word here uh, for circle is kug or hug in the Hebrew, which refers specifically to a sphere, to a oh. round object. What about the pillars of the earth, though? The pillars of the earth. I mean, the Bible is full of... Figurative language? Figurative <laughs> language and metaphors. Yeah. And so we see here the pillars of the earth in Psalm 75 verse 3 and in Job 9.6. But it's also referring to the pillars of heaven mm. in Job 26 verse 11. So the heaven's flat too. Yeah, what it, where's the, I'm looking for the pillars in the sky that's holding up the sky as well. Mm. Or is, is well, God's dimension has pillars holding it up because, you know, God's not strong enough to. However, 
Also, we've got uh, Job 26, verse 7. It says, he stretches out the north over the empty space or empty place. Yeah, that's my favorite one. And hangs the earth upon not the back of turtles or foundations, upon nothing. On nothing. And here we see that God hangs the earth on nothing. Yes, we've got figurative language about pillars of the earth, foundation is, and the four winds of the earth. Yeah, that's fine. North, south, east, west. But here we see a, a, just that, you know, the cosmology of the time was very different. Their understanding yeah. of how the world was was very different. But here we're getting... Well, like they thought it was the, flat then. Exactly. And this is Job, which is the oldest book in the Bible. And he's saying it's hanging on nothing. <laughs> wow. Not on seas, not on pillars, not on you know, the backs of turtles. It's hanging on nothing. And you, you talked about it a, a little while ago before we before we got into this about the flat earth. And, and this is just an example of a conspiracy that a lot of people believe that you, know, you put some thought into it, you look, you, you think about it, and you think about how many different organizations, different countries, different things would have to be in on it in order for it all to be a lie, right? But um, you, you talked about it a little bit when you were saying that it can become so uh, important to your life to where it almost like, it, well, it can sometimes re- replace your relationship with, with God. And, and the Bible does talk about how it can become idolatry. Exactly. And, you know, look, people that throughout, you know, especially during COVID, that was the, the worst time, people just sending you links. Oh, yeah, watch non-stop. this, watch this. They always send them to me. They want to mm. get my idea, my take on it. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they they get caught, as we're saying, they end up down that rabbit hole. They devote so much time to it. And then they can become so passionate about it and it becomes, you know, one of the most important things in their life, if not yeah. the most. And look, I've got two full-time jobs. You know, a secular job that keeps me busy and then I've got a more important job with the kingdom of God. Right. You know, and pastoring and, and working in the church. And, you know, that keeps me busy too and... I've got a family to take care of. I've got housework to do. I've got responsibilities. I've yeah. got, you know, how, you know, teaching Bible studies and, you know, doing things in the kingdom of God. And, you know, I've got a life to live as well, you know. And right. how are we spending our time? You know, mm. are there things that we could be doing that are better? Right. Are there more important things that we should be devoting our energy and time to? And um, in Timothy, Second Timothy 4, Verse 3 to 4, it says, For the time will come that they will not endure sound doctrine, you know, sound teaching, but after their own lust, they heap to themselves teachers and having itching ears. And this mm. is a form of that. It's because it's addictive. Oh, yeah. It's alluring. And they shall turn their ears away from truth. And who is the truth? Jesus. Jesus yeah. And shall be turned onto fables. And, and the proof is in the pudding time and time again. You know, you see, I've seen so many people um, who get drawn into investigating and re- doing their own research, you know, into all these teachings, all these theories, all these doctrines, all these conspiracy theories, and they're often drawn away from the gospel mm. and the truth, which is Jesus, and they yep. become worshippers of these fables. Yeah. And, and, and he's not, Paul's not talking about just like, you know, uh, things that don't that that don't work with doctrine. Uh, he's not talking about 
necessarily other Christian doctrines or, uh, you know, the things that we might highlight when he's saying it will turn people away from truth. But he's actually highlighting fables or, or fictions or things that, you know, are conspiracies. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about it that way, but at the end of this discussion, laying it out like that, it, it seems very clear to me what, what he's saying, what, what he's referring to there. I'd always assumed that he was talking about false doctrine, false teachers, and I hadn't actually put the two and two together that, well, actually, no, this, this is just lies yeah, that's that right. people are believing. And you see it, like, you, you see these YouTube channels that are making so much money based off of these conspiracy theories. What are we doing, Greg? Let's, I know, come seriously. on, we could be making some money here. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, you know, they're making so much money. And if you look into that, if you're someone who, who uh, is attracted to conspiracy theories or a specific conspiracy theory, just have a look at how much money that these guys are making. And, and it's within their interest to continue to go down these holes and show you more and more proof of, of, uh, of this theory. Because if that goes away... Where does their livelihood go? Exactly. Where does the money come from? Exactly. And, you know, whether these ideas are true or not, it's, it's almost beside the point. Mm. The, the fact is they become so consuming, so intoxicating, and you become drunk with it. Yeah. And it overtakes you. It can misdirect you from what your true mission should be. Mm. And 1 Corinthians 8.1 says, you know, famous scripture, knowledge puffs up, but love charity edifies mm. you know knowledge just makes you proud and this, that's what you, you it's this obsession with knowing obsession with knowing more obsession with knowing stuff that other people don't know and it makes you proud mm. it makes you proud and it leads you away from god and we know the world is full of sin and lies we know that you know but what's our mission jesus is the truth the world right. is full of lies jesus is the truth right. but where does our passion lie What's our heart fixated on? What is our goal? What's our mission? Is it to expose conspiracies or is it to expose people to Jesus? Mm. Is it to, you know, wake up the sheeple or is it to help people become sheep of the shepherd? Mm, that's so good. Yeah. Love that. And, and, and we got to stay on mission. We can't allow things. We can't allow the events of this world. We can't allow things that, that we may not be able to fully explain, we can't allow that to to deter us from our mission, from what God has called us to do. Because we are here to make disciples. We are here to tell people about Jesus. We're not here to tell people about a, a theory about how uh, the moon landing didn't happen or a theory about how uh, you know COVID is this grand conspiracy or that a vaccine is the mark of the beast. That's not what we're here for. We're here to show the love of Jesus and to tell everybody that we can about him. Exactly. Exactly. We, you know, what are we consuming ourselves in? What, what do we love? Mm. Or, you know, what do we t want to tell people about yeah. first and foremost when we meet them? Mm. Exactly. That's a good point. You know, what, what's, what is it? Where our heart is, that's where our treasure will be also, yeah. you know. And what's our heart fixated on? What's our heart full of? What, out of? Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Right. And so, you know, that whatever our heart is full of, that's what's going to come out. And all, if all we're telling people about is the latest conspiracy theory that we're into or the latest thing that we've discovered in our research that has little to do with God, mm. then 
you know, we, we're getting drawn away from God. We're getting off mission, you know. Mm. And like you said, you know, we need to be passionate about Jesus. We need to be passionate about the gospel, the good news, and spreading the good news to our friends and family, not you know, how J- JFK was killed by a shooter on the grassy knoll, even if he was. Even if he was, which he may have been. Could have been. Could have been. But is it that important? No. What good does it do us? Yeah. If we convince all our friends and family that the earth is flat and they've been lying to us this whole time, the Jesuits are all behind it and they've all lied to us, what good does it do us, Greg? doesn't do anything. doesn't do anything. Mm. Well, do you have any parting words as, as we finish up here? This has been uh, – I've absolutely loved this discussion chatting. I knew I would. Uh, I always learn something chatting with you and – and then having this conversation about something so open-ended, uh, it's taken us down these different tracks, but I, I think we've ended at a good spot. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? Oh, just a short thing, I guess, is it just reminds me of the words of T.F. Tenney. Mm-hmm. Keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. Keep the main thing the main thing. You know, Don't get off track. You know, It's like anything that could be harmless, you know, whether it's your job, whether it's sport, whether it's activity, exercise, whatever it could be, a hobby, if you allow it to overtake you and steer you away from what our main purpose and object should be as Christians, and that is to, you know, to preach the gospel to every creature. To, we've got a mission. We, mm. We're supposed to be you know, going and teaching all nations and baptising them. And if something's drawing away f- from our mission drawing us away from that mission, then that's an idol. Yeah. And we need to destroy that idol. Mm. We need to get away from it. And if we know that this is a weakness, if we find ourselves losing sleep, yeah. You know, just like that Netflix boss was saying, what his his greatest competitor is sleep. Yeah. Wow. Well it's the same with these YouTube guys. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get views on their videos. They're trying to stop you from sleeping and watch their video. And if you're losing sleep and you're not praying Mm. and you're getting further and further away from God because, you know, you want to know about, you know, the truth behind COVID, then you know what? That's that's going to destroy you. And you need to take, you need to, you know, sort of examine that part of your life and, and think, is this something I just need to put put away and, and not go there? Because I know I've got a weakness in that area. Yeah. And I know if I start, you know, I'll be I'll be here at five in the morning, still watching videos. You just gotta be careful.